0: Lord, we just come before you this evening, and we thank you for each each one who is here, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the truth of the songs that we can sing. I just pray as we open up your word, as we spend some time tonight, Lord, I pray you would speak to hearts, that you would challenge us to live for you more today, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. The book of Psalms, the book of Psalms in chapter number 119 the book of psalms chapter number 119 As it is always a privilege to be able to stand before you and to share the word of god with you uh, book of psalms one, book of psalms chapter number 119 verse number 1 we'll go ahead and read the whole chapter no i'm just kidding it's 100 it's the longest chapter in the bible we're going to be dealing with just the first two sections of Psalm 119. Psalms 119 is um, probably one of the most intricate or um, artfully written chapters in the Bible, actually, in the, in the Hebrew. Each, uh, you see, the, in your Bible, you see the Aleph, Beth, Yemel, you see the letters of the Hebrew alphabet. Each section of, or um, strophe, we would say, of Psalm 119 in the Hebrew, all of those start. With that letter, so all eight verses of the first section starts with the letter Aleph in the Hebrew, and in and in um, the next section would all start with the letter um, Beit, and then it would go through. It's an acrostic, we would say, talking about the Word of God. And um, tonight we're going to discuss or go through this title: "The Blessings of Living." the Word of God. So Psalm 119, verse number 1, we're going to read the first two sections down through verse number 16. Starting in verse number 1, the Bible says, Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of God. Blessed are they that keep His testimonies and that seek Him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in His ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes, then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes, O forsake me not utterly. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches." I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, just once more we come before you this evening. Lord, we need your help to understand your word tonight. I pray that you would speak, that you would make it clear, that we would understand what you are saying, Lord, that you would speak to our hearts, that we would know what you want us to do, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. There's a lot of things screaming for our attention in our world today. There's a lot of things screaming for our attention. Depending on your responsibilities, if you're a parent, the first thing that comes to mind that is screaming for your attention would be children. They would scream for your attention. And hey, they children need your attention. If you're a parent, you are to be taking care of them. You are to be providing the leadership that they need. But they can uh scream for your attention, your boss might not literally scream, but definitely he demands your attention why you 're working for that for that person You are employed by that company, and they need they demand your attention they need you to give your attention, accomplish the work that they have put in front of you, or we could. Go very personal. Your stomach from time to time screams for your attention like several times a day that needs to, it needs to be filled. Why? These are responsibilities that we have that come into our life that draw this attention and draw this attention and draw this attention. Now, any of the things that I just listed, were any of those things wrong? No. Those are things that need to be taken care of by, by you, by depending on your responsibilities, but that's all generally temporal. Okay? Your stomach, you'll get over it, you know, your boss, that's what's going on here in this in this world today. But there is something else that should demand all of your attention, all of your spiritual attention. The word of God is is what God has commanded you and I to do, and it is what should take our soul attention, the person of God, the Word of God, should be where our attention is focused. It should be where as we seek to follow God, as we walk with God, it, it requires us to walk in God's Word. And that's part of what we're going to get into tonight. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But in Psalms 119, the psalmist most likely was David. Um, who wrote, a lot of people believe that this would have been like David's diary. That it's, it, where, like verse number 9, it starts off where with a young man. And you can, you know, look at it and kind of follow David's life through Psalm 119. So we're going to say it's David. That's what we. That's what most people believe. Does it really matter? No. We know who the real author of Psalm 119 is. That would be the Lord who um, had it, but who wrote it, um, spoke to David, or whoever wrote it to pen the words. But the words came from God. That's what's important. But through this psalm, as we talked about just in, before we read the text, how it's an acrostic and each, it, each one is phrased and starts with the letter and is where uh, we would say alliterated. And it goes through and just begins to use and it uses many different words, but almost every verse talks about the Word of God in some way. It talks about the law of God, the testimonies of God, the precepts of God, the statutes, the commandments, the ordinances, the words, the way, the judgment. All of that is talking about the Word of God and how it applied to the life of the person who wrote the psalm, and the blessings of living out the Word of God. Each of these terms carries a little different idea, carries a little different thought, and communicates a little bit more about how God's Word should affect our life. It is only God's Word that will bring clarity to the chaos that is going on in our world today, and even into the, the troubling thoughts that can come into our mind into the confusion that uh, the many voices of this world um, puts forth the many false voices that are around it, it is god 's word that will bring order and will bring um, the blessings of God as we follow it. It alone demands our hearts soul attention six times in. Just this one chapter of the Bible, the phrase, whole heart, with my whole heart, is used in Psalm 119. And that because the Word of God demands our whole hearts and our hearts' soul attention. So as David is writing this psalm, we're just going to say David, but as as he is writing this psalm, he starts here with what he's seen in others' lives. You notice that the first three verses, he uses they. He uses them. With them that seek him. With those, um, they also do no iniquity. He has seen God's blessings in the lives of others who had already walked with God. Let's look at verse number one. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. The law its um it's the chief term of all, and it is heard most often. And and it, it, it is coming directly from God. It it has the idea of both law and revelation. But here's what it is is it's reminding us that revelation is not simply for interest, that God's word is not simply for us to um mentally assent to, but it is for our obedience. It's for our Lives to be dictated by. This is the law of God to direct, to guide us. And David is looking at people's lives. And he's saying, blessed. Now, this is the same word that in Psalm chapter 1, where he said, where many of us have memorized, blessed is the man that walketh not. That's the same word. He's saying, you can call this man blessed. This man's life is marked by the blessings of God who walks in the law Of the Lord. They're undefiled in the way. It sounds like... It's like this. Not that they're sinlessly perfect, but that their lives are seemingly untouched by the wicked world around them. You look at their lives and they... They represent God where they are. They 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 walk with God. Why? Because they're walking in the law of God. In the world that they're going on, the iniquity of the world just seems to fall off of them. This person, whoever, David, maybe it was his father, we don't know, but it was someone who was walking in the law of God and their behavior in this wicked world was controlled by the Word of God and that person had the blessings of God on their life and they were walking Through this world. And their life stood out. It looked like they were undefiled. He goes on. Verse number 2. Blessed. He says this again. It's another blessing. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies. And that seek him with the whole heart. The testimonies. um, Israel was told to place the book of the law in the Ark of the Covenant, right? That the testimonies of the law, that it may be there for a witness against you. That's what Deuteronomy says. It's the outspokenness of Scripture with its high standards and frank warnings is implied in this expression. But so too is its dependability as the word of the faithful and true witnesses. This is the testimonies of God. It doesn't change. This is is speaking against us in this wicked world. It's there. We can depend on it. It is telling us what we should and what we shouldn't do. They're keeping. Those who are blessed are keeping his testimonies. David's looking at these people's lives. They are, uh, and they're continually seeking God with their whole heart. Everything that's about them. They're, they're, they're centered, their lives are centered around the Word of God. You could not have a conversation with this person, David was saying, without them talking about the things of God. You go over to their house for a meal, and they're speaking about what God has done for them. You walk with them, and they're talking about their God and about His Word. Their lives were marked... By what? Righteousness and God's direction. Verse number 3 says, they also do no iniquity. They walk in His ways. Once again, this is not talking about necessarily sinless perfection. okay? Because in our flesh dwelt no good thing. There is no human being that has not sinned. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. So what is David saying? They also do no iniquity. Their lives aren't marked by sin. Their lives, they're not, you'll say, well, that, he's a good Christian, but he has to, I mean, he just has a little bit of a language problem, or, he's a good Christian, but, you, you know, he, he, he still struggles with some of the, no. God had complete control of this person's life. It was, it was, they were under the control of the Spirit of God. And they walk in His ways. They weren't about their own business. They were about the business of God. They were um, fulfilling the work that God had for them. You could count, you could count on their faithfulness. You knew that person was going to, we would say today, you knew that person was going to be in church. Unless something, unless they were uh, uh, in, um, in the hospital or something, they were, they were always there. You could count on them. They were always about serving the Lord. These people that David is talking about saying, there's blessings with those who with their whole heart are about the Word of God, but not just about knowing the Word of God, but about obeying the Word of God. That's who the psalmist is talking about. People who live for God. Today, I would think about an Apostle Paul. Someone that we could look at and say, that person's life was marked by living for God, by obedience to God, that they, it would, no matter what was going on, they were standing fast. They were um, in, they had served God with their whole heart. Or even in our world, um, our time period today, we might think about someone like a, a brother Roy Thompson. Who, who, when he preached the word of God, you know, knew he had been with God. You knew that he had been serving God. Those of you who um, had, um, when he was alive. He preached at this church several times and many um, in this room have heard him preach before. Or even um, a brother, Sam Davison, where when he preaches, you know that his life is about the word of God, that he is walking with God, that he is um, that you can look at him and say, that is a man who the world really doesn't seem The winds of change don't really seem to push him over. He's walking with God. We can look at his life and say that man is blessed by God. He is he is with God. You can see God's blessing in their life. They've stayed true to God's Word in times of change and compromise. And their whole life is about obeying God's Word. David here is saying, there's some people in this world who are walking in the law of God and their lives are blessed. They have the blessings... Of God on their lives. But see, God's law and God's blessings are not just for a few select super-Christians. Or for pastor. Or for um, a a few weirdos. Or for um, those people who, who... There's this level of Christian and then there's this level of Christian. You know, I'm not... I'm not, I don't really ex- ever expect to be an apostle Paul or a brother Roy Thompson, so I'm, well, let's read verse number four. Because in verse number one through three, what he was saying is, they do this. Verse number four, he says, Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep Thy statutes. You see, God has commanded every single one of us to keep all of His commandments diligently. This is God's plan for His child, because God's word, God's. Word applies to everyone. We are all saved the exact same way. Why? By grace through faith as we obey God's Word and call upon the name of the Lord. We all have the same commands. We have been commanded as a church to witness, to share God's Word with the world. Each and every church, whether it's a small church, whether it's a large church, God's commands have been given to us. To each and every one of us. All of His commands. To keep thy precepts diligently. Diligently also has this idea, abounding greatly. I think, of, I was thinking about that and what came to my mind was a child practicing their musical instrument. Now, if you've ever heard a beginner beginning to learn how to play an instrument, for those who are listening, it can be quite tedious. And can be quite hard on the ears, especially depending on the difficulty of the instrument to play. It can, it can be quite hard. But if that person is practicing diligently, it's not just how well they practice, but it's how much they practice. They're, if they're going to practice diligently, there's an amount that they're going to do. If they're going to become accomplished in that, it's not going to be five minutes a day. It's going to be hours a day, I read a, um, the autobiography of Christopher Parkening, who's one of the premier classical guitarists in the world today. He he was eight years old and he told his dad, "I want to learn to play the guitar." His dad had been a semi-pro classical clarinetist, and he said, "Okay, you want to learn the guitar? You're going to get up at five in the morning. You're going to start practicing at six. You're going to practice for two hours before you go to school." And then when you come back to school, you're coming straight home. You're going to practice for another three hours when you get home. It's like, did I just sign up for the army? Okay, but what his dad understood was that if he was going to become proficient in that instrument, there was going to be some diligence that needed to be applied, which was not only how he practiced, but the amount he practiced. It was, it's all encompassing in that Word. And that's what the, the Word of God is saying here. Uh, thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Not just, well, I do this really well. But he's talking about everything. Our whole life is to be about obeying the Word of God. Holy living is not just for the pastors or is for David. David wasn't the king. Most likely when he started writing this psalm, it wasn't just for the king or just for the priest. It was for us. It was for the world that um, God has commanded us to keep his precepts diligently. All right. I need to obey God's word. I get that. OK, look at verse number five, though. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. You see, we're not able to do this on our own. David is saying, God, I need you to direct my heart. I need you to establish me. I need you to cement my steps in your word. Psalm 37 says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. That's what David is talking about here. He says, oh, that my ways, my steps, what I'm doing was directed To keep thy statutes. I need you to guide my heart. Because my heart wants to do its own thing. We are constantly in a battle with this flesh. With our body desiring to do our own thing. And we need the grace of God to turn our hearts. And to guide our hearts. To begin to keep God's word. Because we're only going to walk in God's word through God's power. But here's what David says. Lord, if you direct my direct my ways to keep thy statutes or keep your word, this is what's going to happen. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. When you turn my heart to, when you um, establish and uh, make my heart firm to keep my ways to keep um, your statutes, to keep your word, I'm not going to deal with the shame that sin brings. How many people do we know that once were in church are not how many men of god have brought shame to the name of god even david who wrote this song david and bathsheba he said uh, the prophet nathan said thou hast given cause for the enemies of god to blaspheme god when we're, when our heart is not being directed by god Sin always brings shame. So David's saying, uh, direct, oh, direct my ways, direct my heart. Then shall I not be ashamed. I, I'm not going to deal with the shame that sin brings. I'm, I'm going to be able to have the joy and the peace that God brings. Verse number 7, I will praise thee with uprightness of heart. When I shall have learned thy righteous judgments, I will keep thy statutes. O forsake me not utterly. When God is directing our steps, we can praise the Lord. When God is directing our steps, we can keep his word. That's what David's saying. Like, there, there's some people that I've seen whose lives have been blessed because they've obeyed your word. Their lives have been marked by the blessings of God, by um by the the effect that God's word brings in their life. They are um they are in the way of the Lord as they go forward. That's what I want, and God has commanded me to do that. But God, I can't, I can't do that on my own. I need You to direct my steps. I need Your grace to work in my life so that we can know God's Word and have Him working in our hearts. And then we can praise the Lord and obey the Lord and continue in His Word. We experience God's blessings as we obey His Word and walk with Him each day. You notice that it's as we obey His Word that we're walking with Him. It, it, it isn't this mystical... Ooh, I just, you know, feel the... Pr-. No, it's you obey God and you're walking... Because that's what God has said. Can two walk together except they be agreed? The Bible says. So you walk with the Lord... As you obey His Word. That's why the Bible is so important because that's how we hear from God. That's how God speaks to us. God says this, and that's how we walk with the Lord as we are in obedience to His Word. But so often our hearts want to do its own thing. How often do we start a day with the best intentions and end up flat? on our face. How many have started, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start waking up earlier to read my Bible. And you start, first day's fine. The second day's fine. But that third day, if you're starting a new schedule, it just hurts. To get up out of bed at the time. Or whatever it happens to be. It could be an addiction you're struggling with. It could be um, anger. It could Whatever it is. Depression. Doubts. Whatever. We're trying to obey God. We're asking God to direct our ways to serve Him. But we often fail to serve God with our whole heart. We do it, but we don't give God our whole heart. But you know what is so amazing? is God's grace is able to direct our steps and restore our souls when we seek after Him once again with our whole heart. Because here is in the first strophe here, verse number 6 and verse number 5, He's saying, God, I need Your grace to direct my steps. I need You to establish my heart. Go to verse number 9 and He says, Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his ways? You You know what that is? He's saying, God, I need You to direct my steps but I've already messed up. God, I need You to direct my steps, but I've already stepped out of the way. I've already started to go my own way. So, how can I, how can I cleanse my way? How can I bring it back to what it's supposed to be? If, if I need cleansing, that means I stepped out. God, I need You to direct my steps because my own heart wants to go out of the way. How does that happen? By taking heed thereto. According to his word. We need God's grace and direction to stay on the right path. We need God's grace and direction to get back on the right path by obeying God's word. If When we get out of the way, when we begin to make our own decisions, it was like, wait a second, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Where am I? I'm not where God wants me to be. I'm missing the blessings of God because I'm not obeying his word. You know what the answer is? Start obeying God's word again. Go back to go back to God because verse number ten says, "With my whole heart have I sought thee, O oh, let me not wander from thy commandments." Do you hear what's going on in David's heart here? He's saying, "Where shall young man cleanse his ways by taking heed according to his wor- according to thy word?" With my whole heart have I sought thee, O oh, let not my heart wander from thy commandments. Verse number eleven, thy word have I hid in my heart. That I might not sin against thee. Do you see the struggle that's going on here? Do you see, do you see that? He's saying, my heart wants to go here, but I need you to direct my heart with your word so that I can keep your word. Because it's your word that's gonna keep me in the way. It's, it's me being obedient to what you said, seeking after you with my whole heart that's gonna, that's gonna restore me, that's gonna bring me back. It's getting back to the basics. Getting back to what you know how to do. We're in the middle of March Madness or towards the end of it right now. I don't know how many enjoy basketball or watch basketball. But you'll see a coach is going to come in with a game plan for his team. And oftentimes, as they're they're, they're following that game plan, things are going great. And then some of the guys start to get a little bit tired. Or they start to get a little bit of a lead. And so they start trying to have fun and throw alley-oop passes and it goes out of bounds. And before they know it, they've turned the ball over two or three times in a row. All of a sudden, their lead starts to evaporate. What's that coach going to do? He's going to go, time out. What are we doing? Let's follow the game plan, guys. Let's get back to what I told you to do, and then after the timeout, you'll see the players refocused. You'll see them back in, and all of a sudden, you'll see the lead begin to go back up again. You'll see the turnovers. Look, Okay, that's basketball, but it's an illustration. Sometimes we'll wake up as like, "Wait a second, I'm not following God's word anymore. I'm not following this area of my life is beginning to slip a little bit." Wait a second, what's the answer? Get back to obeying God's Word by taking heed thereto according to His Word. The word heed there is the same word as in verse number 4 where it says, Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. It's the same word. It means this to guard, to observe, to, to um, dig in, to pay attention with it. He says, how am I going to cleanse my ways? By going back to what you've already told me to do. By going back to being obedient to God's Word. Our hearts want to wander from the path. That's why it says in verse number 11, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against Thee. Memorize Scripture. Be here for the preaching of God's Word. It reminds us that God's revelation is not simply for interest or for our intellect, but for obedience. Living for God has been compared In the Scripture, to a battle, right? But our goal shouldn't be just to survive the battle. To simply make it through another day. What should we be striving for as Christians? Where should we be aiming? Let's pick it up. Verse number 12. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies, as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts, and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. See, David's desire was to continually be growing in his understanding of God's word. It says, this is what I have done. Um, I have declared... The judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced. Um, God's word was already important to him. He had made God's word his life's joy. It was what he talked about. Uh, Verse number um, 14 says, I've rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. It was like a great treasure to him. This is what I have rejoiced in. That's past tense. This is what I have done. But I don't want to stop there. He says, I will meditate. That's future. This is, uh, this is what I have done. But this is what I want to do. I want to grow. I want to spend more time in God's Word. He meditated in God's Word. He delighted himself in God's Word. He remembered God's Word. I will, I said, I will not forget thy Word. How much do we value the Word of God? Oh, Brother Andrew, I love the Word of God. Do you obey it? Do you read it? Do I read it? Do, that's questions we need to ask ourselves. Are we, are we taking heed to the Word of God? Because this is it. You can experience the blessings of walking with God by seeking God's grace to heed God's Word with your whole heart. We have to seek God's grace so that we can focus, that we can heed, take, do God's Word with all of our heart. We walk with God as we obey God's Word from our heart. Be followers of God as dear children. One of our theme How do we do that? We walk with God as we obey His Word From our heart. God is always concerned about your heart attitude. Joel, in the book of Joel, chapter 2, he is talking to the children of Israel. And he says, rend your hearts and not your garments. Turn unto the Lord your God, for He is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth of evil. He's The nation of Israel was in a dark time and, oh, they were making a big ado. They were trying to offer sacrifices. They were making uh, a feast. They were doing this. And God said, I'm not worried about that. I want your heart. I want you to rend your heart and not your garment. Stop doing the outward show. Let's focus on the heart. In Deuteronomy chapter 10, he, um, God commanded his people... Moses was going back over the law with them before they went into the promised land and this is what he said he said circumcise therefore the foreskin of your heart and be no more stiff-necked it's not you're you're a member of the nation of Israel great but what's your heart doing are you following God with your heart if you are following God's law God's way with your whole heart everything else is going to fall into place your priorities will be right. Your actions will be right. Your attitudes will be right. We need God's grace to heed God's Word with our whole heart. When we get off track, what do we need? We need to go back to what God has already said. If we want to have a life that's marked by the blessings of God, obey what God has told us to do. What is not right will be corrected by continued obedience to God's Word. It's it's not that we're ever going to be sinlessly perfect, but if we want to be able to walk through this world in a way that's upright, in a way that is unsullied, undefiled by the world, it is as we obey God's Word with our whole heart, day by day. We need God's grace and direction to stay on the right path. We need God's grace and direction to get back on the right path. When we get off, we have to do a heart check. Time to time. And refocus our hearts, refocus my heart, on obedience to God. Because we will only find God's blessings through obedience. And David is talking here, he's going through and he's saying... We didn't go through a study of every every word, every if we did that, it would be we would be here for a month. There's so much, so many different angles you can take with it. But this is just the general the big idea of these two strokes here is that David's saying, God, I want to have your blessings on my life. And if I'm gonna have the blessings on the life like some men of God like Samuel. Who walked through the word, who walked through this world, even with wicked Eli. He grew up with Eli and his sons, but yet he was walking with God. I want to have a life that looks like that. How am I going to have God's blessings on my life? I'm going to do it by having God's grace in my life, directing my heart to follow God's word with my whole heart by walking with God, by obeying His word. That's what God's Word should be doing in our lives. We should be obeying it each and every day. It, we can study it. We can read it. But it's not primarily about our interest or our intellect. It's about obedience. God has given us command. Thou hast commanded us to keep Thy precepts diligently. Abundantly. Abundantly. With focus diligently. We walk with God as we obey His Word from our heart. You gotta know God first. You have to be saved. You obey God's word. How are you saved? By faith through by grace. You receive the grace of God through faith. You believe God's word, that that what He has said, you call on His name. And Jesus Christ will save you. How do we live for God? We believe God's Word. We ask for God's grace to direct our hearts to obey it. And we do it with our whole heart. We walk with God. we're, We're kept on the right path as we obey God's Word from our hearts. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this evening, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this psalm. Lord, I just pray that we would not allow the simplicity of the message to um, go past this, Lord, but that you would speak to our hearts about specific areas where, we're not, where we may not be obeying you with our whole heart or where we may be allowing things to slip just a little bit. I pray that we would focus, Lord, that we would allow you to refocus our hearts on you and on your word and that we would obey you with our whole heart, that we would take heed according to thy word. In Jesus' name I pray. We'll just take a moment if you need to pray there in your seats or come forward.